Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You are listening to episode number 90 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And this is just like any other episode. All you have to do is go to Awesomers.com slash 90 to find the show notes and relevant details. I do want to take a quick moment to just talk about this is the middle point to my promise of delivering 180 episodes in a row every single day for you Awesomers out there. And we've, we've watched the downloads continue, and I'll be honest, I haven't yet figured out how to uh, track subscriptions and things like that, but I'm excited by this process. We're spending a terrific amount of time and extraordinary amounts of money producing these episodes, so we sure hope that they're helpful and instructive to you. As mentioned earlier, uh, the middle point on my first day promise to deliver 180 episodes is number 90, and we're right there right now. Now I'm going to introduce you to my very special guest today uh, for part one of a three-part series with Margarita Poiluco. And I apologize, Margarita, if I got your name wrong. I'm just not that good at pronunciation. So Margarita in- immigrated to the United States from Belarus as a teenager and, like many immigrants before her, found starting a business more viable as a path to success then competing with entry-level jobs with American youth who had expensive degrees and existing networks of people. So literally starting out with nothing, Margarita worked extremely hard to build a life for her family in the U.S. After working several traditional jobs that didn't really go anywhere, Margarita decided to pursue a life of entrepreneurship in a wide variety of fields including real estate, mortgage, insurance, and now product-related businesses. There were a lot of ups and downs along the way, but her entrepreneurial mindset and drive to succeed allowed Margarita to move away from a dependency on employment roles for her family's well-being and to take her life in her own hands. How inspiring is that? In 2014, Margarita, along with some of her close family members, began selling physical products on Amazon, and the company grew from a basement operation to an eight-figure business in just a couple of years. Her experience in varied entrepreneurial fields led to the expertise in management negotiations, product selection, and marketing that's helped her business succeed today. Margarita's story is absolute proof that an immigrant can come to the United States and, with extremely hard work, an intelligent plan, and quiet determination, succeed beyond any reasonable expectations. Uh, Margarita is truly 
a great entrepreneur, a great woman, and somebody who should be quite inspiring to all of us awesomers around the world. Let's get into today's episode right now. Hey, awesomers. It's me, Steve Simons, and we're back again for another episode of the awesomers.com podcast. And I've got great news. Uh, my very special guest today is Margarita Polanco. Did I get that right? Almost. Polanco. I never get that right. You know, as long as I've known you and your brother, Igor, I never get the pronunciation right. Poluco. There you go. Much better. All right. So uh, there's a good chance I'll mess that up again. My apologies to you and uh, for the audience keeping score at how many times I mess up names. Uh, this one is in the loss column for me. So my apologies. Um, Margarita, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. I know uh, a little bit about your background and now the audience has heard the, the read-in, so they know a little bit about your high-level bio, but tell us what you do day-to-day and where you're living right now so the audience can get a sense of what's happening now. Sure. Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, currently, I live in New Jersey, about 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. Uh, I have several brands of physical products that we sell on and off Amazon. Nice, yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, an e-commerce seller in general and an Amazon-centric seller, there's a lot of interest out there in this this particular uh, genre of opportunity. And I know that you guys are really, really good at it. So I'm thrilled to have you today. Uh, let me, let's talk about just a, real briefly, uh, how long have you been in business kind of on your own? I'm, I'm curious. We'll dive in a little more to your origin, but I'm just curious about that. When did you start a business on your own? Well, business on my own, outside of what I do right now, I've been about for 15 years. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, a lot of people, when they, they have this entrepreneurial um, idea, you know, often that we work, you know, part-time or, you know, they, we put together our life in such a way that we can pursue the so-called side hustle of entrepreneurialism, but you have been able to do it for more than 15 years, it sounds like, as a full-time venture, huh? Yes, and it was uh, pretty much incidental for me as to how I became an entrepreneur. I never thought I would be, but yes, it's been over 15 years now. I love it. Well, that's great. So uh, as I like to do, I like to get right into the origin story, and uh, there's nothing more origin than where you were born. So can you share that with us? Yes, I was born uh, and raised in Belarus. Back then, I was a part of USSR. Uh, incidentally, in the same small town as Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you follow him, but a lot oh. of people do know him. Uh, yeah, and I, w- I moved into States as a teenager. So Gary V from the same yeah. town as Margarita P. I don't know. There could be something there. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I like that. So, and now Belarus, um, I've actually heard of it. I'm not sure I could place it on the map, except I would look kind of Eastern Europe. Is Am I in the right zone? Yes, it borders Russia and Ukraine, so it's right uh, there. Right in the uh, the Serenity Corner, I'm sure. Uh, no problem <laughs> there. <laughs> no, so far no problems there. Yeah. Uh, so when you were born, uh, what, what kind of work or uh, uh, did your parents do? Or maybe what, what kind of work did they do throughout your life? Well, my mom was an elementary school teacher, and my father was a general contractor for the government. Uh, he was building schools, hospitals, small little towns. So that's their background. Fascinating. Um, how about any siblings? I have two siblings. I have a brother that you mentioned, who is my partner, and I have a younger sister, and she does work with us as well. Oh, nice. A family affair then. That's nice. Yes, yes. Uh, how about university? Did you go uh, all along to university? 
Well, the short answer uh, is I do not have a degree, but I do enjoy learning very much. Um, I graduated high school back in Belarus. In Belarus, there are only 11 grades. So when I came uh, to the States, I had an opportunity to go to high school. But my parents were told that since my English was not great, I will be bullied relentlessly. So they chose not to. I ended up going and working and eventually going to county college just to kind of uh, learn English. Uh, then I wanted to become an attorney. And I was told, well, you'll always have your accent and no one will hire you. Uh, so as you can see, I still have my accent, but now I, you know, I like it. It makes me who I am. But again, I enjoy learning. And now I feel like I can create my own curriculum uh, because I can uh, learn um, what, I, what I need for my business and my personal life. And I learn from a lot of sources, from people around me, from books, from experiences. So again, the short answer, no, I, did not, I do not have a degree. Well, you're in good company. I don't have a degree either. And uh, I was born, uh, dropped out of uh, university after one semester. I was thrilled about it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the reality is, you know, for some people, a university can be a great experience and other people, it's not necessary. And, um, and by the way, you're in good company because Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, also was told that uh, he would never be able to act because of his heavy accent. So uh, we know how that and that's works. exactly what got him there. Exactly. Yeah. Now that's his trademark. So that's a great lesson for the awesomers out there right. that, you know, turning the so-called weakness into a strength is really, it's a good skill. It's a good talent. Um, and, you know, Schwarzenegger is a great example. Marguerite is a great example to be able to just say, whatever the obstacle is, that's the way that we're going to go forward. And uh, I salute you for that. So, um, so since you went from high school, you mentioned you got a job. Uh, what kind of work were you doing at the time? I worked as a cashier at a retail store, and for about a year, I spoke very little, only when necessary, and I spent that entire year just listening and trying to pick up the language and trying to pick up the accent, uh, but yeah, that's basically was my first job. Well, in fairness to you, well, actually, I should ask, where did you first come to the U.S.? I came about 22 years ago. And was that in the New York area generally? I came into, we came into Brooklyn and we spent a couple of months there. It was eight of us in one bedroom apartment. Ooh. And yeah, and eventually my father got a job in New Jersey. So we did move. Nice. Well, listen, whether it's uh, Brooklyn or New Jersey, there's accents there uh, that uh, are just part of the American accent. Uh, I'm sure you've yes. heard it. Uh, you know, forget about it. Hey, I'm walking here, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you, you had no shot at really nullifying any accent because there's already a heavy accent there. <laughs> right. Well, I'm very proud of it now. I love it. Um, so as you, as you went from that cashier job and you mentioned that, you know, you're trying to pick up the language as you were listening, was there any specific challenge? Was there anything that you were really struggling with at that time? I'm curious. At that time, things were pretty simple. I was just trying to adjust. I was trying to make uh, friends. Uh, so I did not have any huge aspirations. I just took it as it came. So things were pretty good at that time. I love it. Yeah, so keep it simple. Um, now, from that point till now, can you share you know, uh, any defining moment or moments that put you kind of on the path that you're on today? Because there had to be some kind of shift from cashier to entrepreneur. 
Well, there were many, many, many defining moments. Uh, but uh, at some point, I was working as an administrative assistant uh, to an IT director for a huge hospital chain. I was there for about a year. I loved it. People respected me and people loved me. But uh, my husband uh, was temping for a mortgage company. And uh, he loved it as well. And he said, you know what? You're quitting. You're becoming a real estate agent. We're going to open a mortgage branch and we'll take it from there. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I became a real estate agent. Uh, we eventually opened a mortgage branch. We worked really, really hard. I remember a time, it was midnight. I had two small children with us in our office, sleeping in sleeping bags on the floor. And we were just working, making sure we make that deadline. So all in all, we were very successful. I became top agent of my agency. Uh, we had a top branch and things could, have be, could not have been any better. Uh, you know, We thought people will always want to buy houses, therefore they will, and that was until the market well, I was going to say, before the spoiler comes out, <laughs> th this is when the, the heyday of real estate was happening. I could feel it. I don't even know the timeline for sure. And yes. like you said, everybody's a buyer. Everything's happening. It's all moving along, and, and everybody just thinks the curve is going to go straight up forever. Is that right? Right. We're very young. We did not have experience in business or life at that point. So we did not know about cycles and how things work. We just put everything into it. We worked extremely hard. Uh, we bought our first dream house and two months later, market crashed. A few months after that, the uh, company that we had a branch was closed. We lost all our income, bills to pay, kids to raise. Uh, I had a high-risk pregnancy at that time with my twin boys. So it kind of all came at once. Wow. Um, yeah. How, how and feeling during that time? I mean, because that can be quite overwhelming for the average person. It was. It was one of the probably hottest times in my life because I'm very responsible. I like to do things right on time, pay my bills on time. And there came a point where I couldn't do that anymore. And that was really, really tough on me. I mean, there were days that I would basically just wake up to take care of my children. Yeah. So, and I'm not alone. There are millions of people who went through that, unfortunately. Definitely not alone. That, uh, that story has been shared uh, on the Osmers podcast a number of times. And it was, um, you know, when the market finally crashed and that, uh, you know, people, they, they're unfamiliar necessarily with the cyclical nature of some of these markets. And even today, by the way, people have this in their mind that, oh, no, no, real estate's going to just keep going up and up and up. And the market's going to keep going up and up and up for stocks. And these things have corrections. They have cycles. It's, it's never straight up. There's always some, some bumps. And this was one of the most historic bumps ever. Uh, so right. you're definitely not alone. So how, you know, as you're struggling with all that and you're kind of coping with all that, how did you start moving forward uh, and, and gaining some momentum again? Well, I kind of had no choice. Uh, but specifically what I remember, about, I would say, five to six years before then, I purchased a course from Anthony Robbins, and I listened to it probably one or two CDs, and I'm like, ah, not my thing, not for me. And for some reason, I just, it was in my car, and I just began listening. And the very first CD, I remember driving in the car crying because it made so much sense for me. And it's just opened up a completely different world because 
growing up in uh, former USSR, things were completely different. You basically you do what you're told and nothing else in the world exists. So it opened up a different world for me. I uh, finally, and I heard him say, it is up to you. And I knew if it was up to me, I would get it done, no matter what it takes. So this was kind of my first wake-up call. After that, it took years and years and years. So it was not something uh, that uh, was a magic bullet, but it, at least it started to open up doors into completely un a different universe for me. Yeah, so that's very interesting. Uh, it, it reminds me of that great 80s song, uh, or at least the, some of the lyrics are back in the USSR. So let's go back there for a minute. And, you know, you talked about this idea that, you know, you kind of just had to do what you were told and stay in your own little box. And that contrast was very different than what uh, Tony Robbins was kind of telling you on those CDs. Is that right? Absolutely. Like I said, it, it was a completely uh, paradigm shift for me. It's, it's completely open up and completely different reality, if I can call it that. And it was fascinating to me. And I began to listen uh, to listen to everything that he had put out and that opened up me up into some other people uh, that I have been following ever since. So again, I love Anthony Robbins, but um, I think it's the idea that really did it for me. Yeah, well, that's... That there is something else. I think that's a really important point, that it doesn't matter the the vehicle that the message comes right. in. It's the idea of breaking that paradigm. And uh, there's a lot of people who are driving around right now um, or, or at home listening to podcasts or radio or whatever, and they, they believe their world is structured in a certain way. And they believe that all the way through to their core, but with, until they're exposed to kind of another way of thinking or another perspective, they don't realize there's a whole nother world of opportunity outside. And it sounds like you found that opportunity by listening to those CDs. Is that right? Right. But also, I think you have to be ready and open uh, to it. Because like I said, I purchased those CDs maybe five, six years prior. And I did listen to one or two. And it, it did not speak to me. It did not make sense. I think I had to go through some of the struggles. I had to be at the bottom where there is no other choice but to come up. And you basically will grab at anything just to make it up. And this was one of the things. Boy, I think that's a very, very good point. You know, the timing really is so relevant. Um, and so many times, this is one of the things that I, I talk about a lot is that, you know, when we talk about things here on the podcast or in, you know, the masterminds or any of the other things that we do, not everybody's ready at that moment to, to hear what needs, you know, what they need to hear or hear what could help them. And so they, they only internalize it at the point that they're actually receptive and ready. And sometimes that takes, yeah. you know, catastrophic external events, you know, personal or financial or whatever the case is. Other times it's just a matter of, all right, now I've gotten this far in my career, my life, and now I'm ready to kind of uh, figure out how to level up. So that, that moment that you're receptive to it, uh, very good point by you. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this message. Empower. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do. Because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Well, there you have it, Awesomers. That's part one of this three-part series with Margarita. 
And this has been episode 90 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. So all you have to do is pop on over to Awesomers.com slash 90 to see the relevant show notes and details and perhaps any links that we may have discussed along the way today. Now, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed uh, hanging out with Margarita and Igor, uh, her brother. Uh, they've been members of the Catalyst88.com mastermind in the past. And they're really just very brilliant yet determined and and just, you know, that great combination of, you know, whatever the mountain is, we're going to climb it. And I, I know that you've learned that from her story today. They are all about solving problems, getting the job done, and coming from the history, uh, you know, uh, from Belarus and, you know, kind of understanding some of the background history there, and then emigrating to the U.S. So much interesting detail and a lot of inspiration. At least that's how I find it. I'm sure that you agree with me. So again, this is just part one of three. Uh, Join us tomorrow for part two, and we'll get into some more of the details and interesting background that Margarita has to share. Lots more to learn. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at Awesomers.com. Thank you again. Awesomers.com